Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to the Clear Money Program's online radio show. I'm your host, Helen Gibson, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. Today we're interviewing Jana DeCour, branch manager of our downtown branch, about membership at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration. This show is not meant to advertise the credit union, but it's meant to help people that are unfamiliar with the account opening process. Normally, when I talk about accounts out in the community, I make sure to have a list of all our rates and fees and all the other disclosures we need, Uh, but that's not so easy on the radio. So I encourage you to go to our website for this information. It's readily available. It's up to date. Our website is denvercommunity.coop. That's dot C-O-O-P. Click on Rates, Fees, and Calculators. If you're having trouble, you can always email me at education at denvercommunity.coop or call me at 303-573-1170, extension 1754. Jonna, I'm finally through all of that, and we get to the fun part. Hello. Hi, thanks for doing this. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, you're the one that's super busy running around doing a branch and taking the time to be here to tell people kind of the inside scoop about account openings. So how long have you worked here? I've worked at Denver Community Credit Union for about a year and a half now. year and a half. Excellent. And what made you decide you wanted to be here? Well, I was looking for jobs in my um, pursuit of my relocation to Colorado from Florida. And one of the things that stood out to me was Denver Community's core purpose. And I really believe in what they model. And my passion is helping people and making a difference. And I'm, a, I'm able to do that here at Denver Community. So I, I, that's why I picked them. Excellent. Thank you. And what exactly is that core purpose? Our core core purpose is uh, making a difference in people's lives by providing financial opportunity. Um, We started in 1934 with employees of the city and county of Denver. Since then, we've grown and now include anyone that lives, works, worships, volunteers, goes to school, or owns a business in the city and county of Denver. That's that's a lot of different people. It is. (laughs) And we're glad to have all of them. Yes, we are. (laughs) Hey, and if you aren't, Please feel free to come join us today. Excellent. That's the branch manager speaking. Thank you. <laughs> How do you see this core purpose in your day-to-day interactions with members? Um, there's so many different examples that I could give you of exactly how I see it on a day-to-day basis. But I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we truly – do everything that we can to go above and beyond for our members and really try to make a difference in their life, whether it be personally or financially, um, we're here to make that difference. Um, And I think that's how I see it on a day-to-day basis in every single one of our interactions. That's fantastic. So one thing that I've noticed as an employee here is that a lot of our members seem to be opening their very first account with us. If a person has never opened an account before, What are some tips that you can give them? So I don't want to get too specific um, because things like this might change in time. Plus, some of our listeners may end up at a different credit union or a different bank, and I want to make sure that I can help everyone out. Um, So however, some general rules of thumb are the amount of time it takes to open an account as well as what identification might be needed um, for them to bring in. So how long does it take? 
They need to plan on about 20 to 30 minutes, maybe a little longer if you have questions. Okay, and as always, I tell people, ask questions, ask questions. Whatever you're worried about, ask about it because you are, in the bank's case, the customer, but even more importantly, at a credit union, you're becoming the member slash owner of that place, so don't be afraid. That's not the right uh, attitude if you want to understand. So what identification do people need to bring in? Generally, a primary ID and a secondary ID. Um, an example of a primary ID is any government-issued photo ID, such as a current driver's license, a passport, or a, matric a matricular card. Um, an example of secondary ID might be an original Social Security card or a debit or credit card with your name on it. So if people have specific questions, like they're not sure, does this count as an ID, can they contact you? Sure, or they can contact you. Um, my, my phone number is 303-573-1170, three, three one, one, extension 1798. Excellent, and you're right, they can contact me. Same phone number, extension 1754. So... This program that we're doing today is called The Inside Scoop. I'm starting this new series where I'm going to interview people like you, people that work here. And when people are opening these accounts, what are they checking? Are they checking credit? What is that person from the credit union doing? So by law, and try to keep, and we try to keep our existing members' money safe, um, we check a variety of different reports. Every institution is different, and this could change in time, but we generally need to check reports that verify your identity. Um, we check to see if you owe any money to any other financial institutions. Um, and we also, it also um, helps us avoid opening accounts that the government has asked us not to open due to a variety of reasons. Oh, okay. And do you check credit, too? Um, yes. Um, we do. Uh, can people at this credit union, is credit going to stop them from getting an account? No. Okay, awesome. So we really do have to check with the government. We do. Um, making sure that we have the correct identity of every person is very important to the credit union. It's also important because of certain international relationships that we make sure to support the government by knowing who we cannot open accounts for. Excellent. Um Feels a little bit like a movie to me when you think about all that work to verify someone's identity, but it also makes me feel a little bit safer. I and mean, we are all in this together, right? All of us member owners, and we yep. don't want uh, the credit union playing fast and loose with their money. <laughs> right. So thank you for that. Um, and I guess I want to ask what types of accounts are available at credit unions and banks. Um, so I'm going to start by saying that credit unions have a unique account that banks don't have. Um, we have what's called a share savings account. Okay, so what makes a share savings account different from a savings account at a bank? Basically, a member needs a certain amount in this account that shows his or her ownership. So it's like buying your own one piece of stock in the credit union, but you can get the money back? or Yes, you are buying a piece of the credit union, and when you leave, you can get that money back because you sell that membership back to the credit union. That's one way of thinking about it, I mean, in, in general terms. So. <laughs> okay, so what is, for this credit union, what is the amount that you have to have to be an owner? At our credit union, it's $25, um, although we can give up to six months for a member to reach that minimum value, and then this opens the door to membership. Okay, so to repeat, credit unions are member-owned. So you have to have this share savings account to show your piece of the ownership. Yes. Okay. 
a lot of banks I know I see I at least what I see is a lot of them have higher minimum balances for savings but I guess one could always shop around and find what's important to them for me I know being an owner and how credit unions are run is really important to me so that is uh is definitely a plus but what other accounts are there so we have three main types of accounts, which are savings, checking, and loans, and we offer a lot of each of them. Okay, so let's start with savings. What kind of savings do you have? Okay, we have some basic accounts, a money market and share certificates. Usually the more freedom you give up to withdraw, the better dividend rates you'll receive. And just what's a dividend rate? A dividend rate is basically an interest rate, but we call them dividends because here at the credit union because you're an owner. Oh, awesome. It just keeps coming up. Yep. And checking, what people know what checking is, so let's just skip to what types of loans do you have? We have a loan for just about everything, um, some that require great credit and some that don't. Um, we like to help people out when they need a car, a house, or maybe just a new washing machine. So, okay, now I'll revert back to checking. Uh, what's the benefit of using a credit union checking account versus using check cashing or a cash and carry approach? Well, while I understand the cash and carry way of living, it can be easier, and sometimes the rules at even banks and credit unions can confuse people, but the cash and carry way of living is a little more expensive. How so? Well, with direct deposit, you can find free or almost free accounts, and they let you get your money quickly. Um, in contrast, many check cashing places charge at least 1% for every cashed check, and then money orders need to be purchased to pay your bills. So at least 1% for check cashing, probably, and then money orders. Yes. Um, if you start adding that up, 1% of 1000 each month is $10, plus if five bills need to be paid, that's, that's $5 or more. So you're talking roughly $15 a month there just with those costs. Oh, wow. Okay, so what other benefits of saving? Well, those are benefits of checking. So what are the benefits of saving at a credit union or a bank rather than maybe in your mattress or in your piggy bank or in a jar in your kitchen? So there's two main benefits, and then a credit union even offers a third. Um, first, NCUA insurance. So deposits insured are insured up to 250000 That means that even if a bank or a credit union goes bankrupt, the federal government makes sure that your first 250000 is returned to you. Okay, so... Um, and that just reminds me of, did you hear the people that found the money buried in their backyard after they bought the house and then they found the relatives of those people and gave it to them? I didn't. <laughs> okay. I was just remembering that. I guess most people wouldn't do that. <laughs> Probably not. Plus, if you carry cash on you, you could get mugged and lose it all. Yeah. Not fun. Horrible. Uh, other than federal insurance, what's another reason for saving in an uh, insured institution? Okay, so second, accounts offer interest, or in the credit union, we call it dividends because members are owners. Awesome. Um, now, right now, just think it might, might not seem like a lot, but every penny you earn is interest or dividends that is a penny you didn't have to work for. So it's essentially like free money. That's kind of money I like. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the last one? So third, and that's the most particular to credit unions, when you put money on deposit, the credit union is able to lend money out to members at statistically better rates and with fewer fees than a bank can offer. Um, this is what a credit, un credit unions are essentially about, people with money to save, earn dividends by sharing money with people in the credit unions that need loans. That's why we're cooperatives. We're people helping people. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like if you save, you're putting money in the pool, and if you're getting a loan, you're 
getting money out of the pool, but then you give it back with interest so people that save can have dividends. Right. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. Um, So one of the uh, problems that a lot of people talk about with credit unions and banks is they get scared of – uh, they get scared of fees, either because they don't understand them or uh, they just, we don't like to pay fees. Uh, what do fees do for the credit union? Why do we go ahead and how does that fit in with people helping people? Well, I mean, we have to, some some of the things that we offer, we, we have to charge a fee for, whether that be for, you know, copies of checks or if you need to, for some reason you you overdraw your account that money actually goes back into the credit union and then it goes back out to our members um we're a not for profit cooperative so we don't the money that we charge in fees doesn't go back into the doesn't go back into the credit union to benefit our board of directors or anything like that our board of directors are volunteer so it goes back into the credit union to help our members to be able to loan more money or to give better interest rates. There's a number of different things that we would um, use the fees that we would charge. But plus, Yeah, plus all that stuff we talked about opening an account where you have to pull all those reports, we don't get to do that for free, right? Exactly, yep. There is a cost of operation. So and, uh, although we might not like fees, they do help support the not-for-profit cooperative. Yes, but then we go back to ask, 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 and avoid them because then you gain more. Yes, <laughs> very true. Yeah, questions are are a good thing, and um, we're here to to help you with any of your questions you have. Even if you have questions about where you're at now, and it's not necessarily Denver community, um, we're here to answer those questions for you as well. And that's definitely true of our Clear Money program too, which you know they get to listen to all our radio shows for free or come to our classes. Or, yeah, just contact me. We do financial coaching for people who aren't members, the first one for free. So I there's lots that the credit union definitely lives that out. Well, we're almost done, as you heard. The countdown in the background here, which is thankfully silent for everybody else. <laughs> uh, if they have any questions for you, I know you shared your contact information earlier. Can you give them contact information again? Sure. So I'm the branch manager at 1075 Acoma Street, and you're welcome to stop into that branch or either of our two other locations, one located at 1095 Federal Boulevard and the other at 15460 East Andrews Drive, which is near I-70 and Chambers Road. If you're calling, the phone number to reach us is 303 303- Five seven three one one seven zero, and our website is www.denvercommunity.coop, and that's .coop. Excellent, great summary, uh, and thank you so much for taking the time, Jana, to share all that expertise with us. And I, I enjoyed, and I, I appreciate you having me on. It was a pleasure. It was perfect. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.